David Koch actually he had a medical condition where it caused him when he dove into his giant pool of gold coins to be physically fine initially, <laughs> but then to literally cum himself to death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really surprised that he died before the age of 80 like some sort of lower class commoner like if yeah, you're rich well, if you're rich you should be living to, to like 98 and like being completely clear headed but like in that way in that clear headed way where you're like where you're Trump where it's like obviously you, you start sundowning at 9am but for some reason you manage to like garner some sort of weird army of other people who have completely bowling ball smooth brains as well like you're on the limitless pill but you're also on laudanum (laughs) kissinger (laughs) hasn't said a complete sentence in 20 years they just wheel him out for events and he just goes like yeah what's the opposite of flowers for algernon (laughs) (laughs) but but, but david coke the reason why he died is that under normal circumstances somebody of his stature would be like harvesting virgin blood and doing transfusions but instead he's just built building an entire this massive fucking pile of tar sand outside of detroit (laughs) i don't know if you know this story it's like like a slag heap and he's just been as a to prove a point that he can has been dumping more and more fucking slag yes massive slag heap on the Detroit River and as he, he I, I, my, my, my assumption is he was building it as an affront towards God and finally God yes. was just like no you know what the last time they built a big ass tower I fucking smote them and I'm gonna do it again he's a very patient guy the, the slag heap I have, of Babel I have the final David Koch theory and that, and that is and that is is it a coincidence that all of these older richer celebrities are work, are looking way worse recently and beginning to die slowly now that they haven't had access to Epstein for the last like 6 months and the services he provides I'm just asking questions <laughs> yeah, I'm just asking Everyone questions here folks thin and the- gaunt Allegedly, allegedly, the Epstein Isle, uh, Island is where all of the portraits were, like that actually get old and die were held, and uh, now the FBI yeah, sees yeah. all of them. I mean, that uh, you know, we're going to see Bill Clinton die in six months because the portrait of him in high heels and a blue dress has been, you know, taken yeah. off of the island and been <laughs> stored away somewhere Dude, in the basement of the Pentagon. He's going to die of some rare condition where he shits and pisses and farts and comes at the same time, and that just explodes every blood vessel in his brain. And then people and are still going to gonna be like, that's fucking not Tuesday funny. Night. You can't laugh at that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I just love the idea that the portrait of Dorian Gray exists, but you have to be trans in it. Hello and welcome back to Trash Future, the podcast that you're listening to right now on your commute, on the toilet, or however you choose to memorialize David Koch. Um, I'm Riley. You may remember me from other episodes. I'm here in the studio with Nate. Hello, it's me, Nate. We're here enjoying a lovely summer evening in London. Uh, but the Amazon is on fire. The wrong Amazon is on fire. Damn, <laughs> I just stole a tweet. I oh, should no. get, mm, I should get big numbies for that one. Dog, hope you don't build your entire career on it. Damn. <laughs> Uh, that's a good job that tweet also, wasn't about soup, Nate. Otherwise, some people in dungarees would have been very upset. Uh, we're also joined on Skype from Edinburgh by Milo Edwards, who's doing his comedy vaudeville show. Hello, it's me, your boy. Yes, I've brought a show to the Edinburgh Fringe, and it's full of um, mime, blackface, and all kinds of amusing pratfalls and dance numbers. So <laughs> please do come and see that. I'm pretty sure it'll be over by the time this episode goes out. But you know what? Why not travel back in time? Why not travel back in time even further and go to a weird black and white minstrel show or something? That'd be fun. 
<laughs> and also putting on her vaudeville comedy, also in Scotland, is Alice. <laughs> Cake walking onto the podcast, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm excited to read some really astounding articles that I'm sure you found. Yeah. Uh, it's all articles today. Uh, I, I decided I wanted to do an all-article podcast uh, because God, we are I joined- both fantastic. Oh, three of them. There are three of them. Oh, I have three. The, the last one is like is the worst one of all. Um, and we are also joined uh, by Francis Horton, host of Hell of a Way to Die, who you may recognize from being a p- co-host of another podcast <clears throat> with Nate. What's up, y'all? Uh, Francis, how you doing? That's great. It's me, Francis, the, uh, the other half of the imperialist duo of Hell of a Way to Die. So all of you British tankies who get tired at yelling at Nate, you can feel free to come on over and yell at me and hate follow me at Army Shrang. I fucking look forward to sending you pig poop balls and then muting you. We're putting a big veteran-owned and operated sign up on the podcast. But, but in this case, in this case, veteran-owned means that like I sent you all pig poop balls and you are all very owned. We would say we're having a veteran coffee company, but the idea of coffee is a joke that was stolen from one guy. Unfortunately, uh, and so, yes. Uh, we don't want to lose this lawsuit any more than we're already going to lose yeah, it. Black Rifle no. Soup Company is just going to be on you. Pouring out one soup for yeah, our boy. It takes, it's tankies and boomers that sue for likes. What if your soup was your dick? Yeah, what if that? So we don't have a lot of time here because the world is ending. Uh, so I figured we might as well try and hash out some of the solutions to what's going on in the Amazon. Um, because I don't know if you knew, but um, yeah, it looks like... Remember how in like the 1990s we were like, yeah, climate change is going to be a problem like for three generations uh, uh, in the future. And then that timeline slowly compressed until a couple of years ago. We were like, oh, fuck, it's going to be a real problem in 12 years. But now apparently because the entire Amazon's on fire, we have until like Halloween. Yeah, it's great. You love to read about things called like dieback. That's always a good <laughs> sign. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, but don't Isn't worry. Isn't dieback don't something worry, you can do to worry. a mullet? <laughs> That's Casey don't- dieback. It's a uh, 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 fuck uh, Stephen Seagal's thought- character in Under Siege. Oh, that's a good pull. <laughs> I love it's like you can hear movies. You can hear the Rolodex in Alice's mind whirring as she tries to find the appropriate <laughs> yeah, it, irony it, it reference. Went to, like fat old guy currently a big thing in Belarus. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh, Alexander um, Lukashenko. Yeah, I know that uh, one. This- <laughs> yeah, this this is the mind palace that you need. However, don't worry because um, Steven Pinker has pointed us towards the solution, and thank goodness because you know he's yeah we I need mean, he needs to keep his profile up, having recently not been named in any sort of unsealed court documents. No, absolutely. I, if anything, he needs to make sure that he gets all of his best ideas out soon. Uh, before he might have to tell them to a reporter through a glass, through glass, <laughs> or um, the Clintons kill him because I mean, allegedly. Let's be honest, allegedly. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Stephen Pinker tweeted out an article. He didn't write it, but I just, mm, God, I love, I love the way he talks. It isn't too late to save the Brazilian rainforest. If we work with Brazil's agribusiness, it could be the key to a healthier Amazon. <laughs> if I work with the murderer currently stabbing me, that's not too late to prevent me from being killed. <laughs> what if he only wants to take my arm? You know, I could walk away with my life and he gets an arm. And what if I learn how to regrow an arm? That's an opportunity for me. <laughs> and you're being Damn the bigger it. person by compromising. What Absolutely. if my arm were a cloud I, I, ship? 
These are all questions. <laughs> I only regret that I lost my saluting arm, so I cannot salute David Koch's slag heap as it is formally decommissioned. <laughs> they should bury him in that. They should give him like a Viking funeral and just set or the set, slag set heap alight. Set the alight. Detroit River on fire, really. <laughs> mm. Further alight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, who wants to read from this article in Foreign Policy magazine by Robert Mugga? <laughs> sure. Robert uh, Mugga. <laughs> So the the robbery thing was kind of on point then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, Robert Mugga. He's a Canadian political scientist and urban specialist. He's the (laughs) co-founder of the Igarape Institute. Uh, (sighs) Don't worry, he's white. We can make fun of him. Uh, But he's... he's, (laughs) Just the the motto of the podcast. Anytime anytime we make someone for their name, I always hastily Google them before anyone says anything. Like, oh God, I hope they're white. I got this with Gito Beb, who I thought was like a a weird Tory name, and it turns out as a Welsh Tory name. So I'm cancelled in Wales now. Yeah. So, but it's also but like, in he's foreign still, policy he's still magazine. A fucking Tory, and let's be honest, Wales really. Yeah, come and, on, and, and come on, the lads. Beb, the the Beb is the part that makes it funny. Oh, so, oh, I also on, like the Beb. name Gudo Beb because it makes because it sounds like it sounds like an Italian guy is trying to get your opinion on something. Is it Gudo Beb? You know, is it Gudo Beb? <laughs> that's that's uh-huh. that's an interesting uh, opinion. Um, so I want to talk a bit briefly about Foreign Policy magazine. Uh, it's the younger it's the younger, stupider, freer brother of Foreign Affairs, and Foreign Affairs mm. is what like it's the all of the aspiring of the le- magazine industry. All of the as- all of the aspiring lanyard morons wear at wear, uh read at the when they go to LSE. Like it is the LSE roller backpack nerd style magazine and this is its <laughs> dumber younger brother. Um so the Amazon basin plays a critical role in stabilizing the global climate. <laughs> um through a process called evapotranspiration, it influences the planet's cloud cover and circul- circulation of ocean currents. Very interesting. Thank you. So vaping immediately is a bunch of guys are like uh, you beat me to it, fuck. I was going to be like, immediately a bunch of dudes are like, whoa, the Amazon vapes? It's cool now. Now I'm interested. Yeah, why, why does the Amazon smell so strongly of strawberry? <laughs> Wait, hang on. Hold on. When Who who put that flat brim hat on top of Brazil? <laughs> um, it is, you know, 40, 40% the of the world. The Amazon is cutting itself down with a samurai sword. <laughs> It incorporates 40% of the world's tropical forest, 20% of the fresh water supply, and 20% of the air we breathe. So just remember what it does. Uh, I, I, I wasn't using that air anyway. It's fine, probably. No. no um, and so uh, in the Bolsonaro's Brazil, because, you know, he's cutting down the entirety of the Amazon rainforest um, because too many people didn't want to say the N-word, and it forced mm. a bunch of classical liberals to vote for a fascist. Well, remember that? Riley, How that happened? Fucking- the the uh, the bandits were hiding in the rainforest. What was he supposed to do? <laughs> um, so, um, basically, the the entire thing's on on fire. Uh, and he's like allowing agribusiness just do literally whatever it wants. So Robert Mugga's idea is: what if we ask them nicely? He says, um, not surprisingly, conservation and protection efforts are facing an uphill battle in Bolsonaro's Brazil. A big part of the problem is that the federal government simply dismisses all opposition. <laughs> yeah, that does sound mm. like a big problem, doesn't it? <laughs> Gee, what a, what a doozy, what a bind. <laughs> yeah, the largest obstacle to my compromise plan is that when I asked if they wanted to compromise, they said no and told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> Damn, again. Um, <laughs> Just imagining like, this person like earnestly trying to put the alternative case at the final solution meeting. Just being like, but guys, yeah, what some, it, some yeah, drooling we- Brazilian fascist. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Several several top officials do not believe that climate change is real and seem convinced that foreign governments and civil society groups are making it up to sabotage Bolsonaro's administration. Yeah, it's China. It's always it's always been China. China making up uh, making up climate change China. again. That's what Trump warned us about this in 2015, and y'all just didn't want to listen. Look, yeah. Bolsonaro's government is so fragile that it's been seriously destabilized by one mouthy asshole in the form of Glenn Greenwald, and it's supposed to be <laughs> China doing this. Mm. No, it's uh, it's <laughs> what if it's it's just it's just Glenn Greenwald just going out like having <laughs> yeah, a campfire, going out with petrol bombs. <laughs> of an Glenn evening. Greenwald flicking cigarettes yeah. into the Amazon um, rainforest. Like, come on, you fucks, let's go. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Glenn Greenwald accelerationist. Of the Chinese thinks it's getting hotter. It's a very hot country. They're in, they're in saunas, folks. The Chinese, they always think it's hot. They're smoking. They're in saunas. They're crouching down low. They think it's getting hot, folks. It isn't. That's the great thing. Folks, the heat rises, so we just have to crouch down low. <laughs> oh, shit, no. The cloud ships. We can just beat the heat by getting on a giant Steven Pinker run cloud ship. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I've allowed myself heat. to get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I've allowed myself to get distracted from the fact that this is a Steven Pinker article with a fundamentally Steven Pinker idea. So yeah. here is where the Steven Pinker idea comes in. Meanwhile, one of the most powerful ways to protect the region is actually by working with businesses rather than against them. Take the case of the Brazilian cattle uh, industry. The people who are literally <laughs> setting it on fire for, for cattle. No, go ahead. Yeah, let's talk to them. Yes, please, please, please take the case of them. Thank you, everyone. Sorry, I, I thought this was a place where we could have civil disagreement. Mm. Um, ahem. Take the case of the Brazilian cattle industry. It might not seem like a likely candidate for progressive policy, and I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> because no. everybody in there is like some insane uh, Brazilian fascist with resting Mr. Burns well, I mean, arms. It, oh, I was going to say, it's, legi it's legitimately like the descendants of Confederates who still wear fucking yes. like Yos Yosemite yeah. Sam hats out there just like, you know, happy, having fucking barbecue grills, roasting rare monkeys. Like, I, I like, wonder yeah, why well, Joel Eichmann <laughs> isn't very Receptive to my compromise <laughs> proposal. <laughs> Roasting rare monkeys just slayed me. I'm sorry. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what you say? I was, oh, was going to say the feminists are just really angry at the Brazilian cattle farmers because they keep growing these cows with grotesque, huge asses for their own misogynist purposes. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's worth losing all life on Earth for. Anyway, here's how we're going to save all life on Earth, uh, because this is hard to get through because it's so dumb. Mm. So, um, many international importers and sellers are increasingly sensitive to, quote, greening their supply chain, given the global, con global consumer backlash against the Amazon. <laughs> I think he means global consumer backlash against the burning of the Amazon. This is, no, this is gay Doritos all over again. <laughs> I mean, this is every, <laughs> they're, they're a tasty gay, way. Yeah, what what we need is we need gay Oreos and gay Doritos. Um, obviously, <laughs> that you know, if we if we just go and be like, "Hey, uh, Barbasol, don't you hate that the uh, rainforest is being burned down? Can you can you email Balasaro and tell him that to, to not do that, please? What yeah, if they burn down the rain beef? What if they burn down the rainforest in the colors of the uh, LGBT flag? Compromise. Right. <laughs> if we we oh, just Kamala Harris, we need somebody to go in there and like Photoshop rainbow uh, all the smoke to be rainbow clouds. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're like, we've owned Bolsonaro by burning down <laughs> oh, a no. section of Brazil that says trans rights. I was going to say, like, the, the, when you discover that the native, Amazon, the, the native Amazonians believe there's only two genders, so that's why we have to burn down the Amazon rainforest. Uh, whoa. After the fires are finally put out, you, you, know, you pull back and the satellite imagery realizes that burned into the Amazon is trans rights or human rights. <laughs> Damn, so, they, so, they were actually good like, fires. Giant Bolsonaro. Also, I can't breathe real well. It's disgusting how Jaya Bolsonaro is burning down the Amazon in Pride Month. <laughs> the I've, worst um, time to do it. I've, so, yeah. okay, so so far we've come up with the solution, which seems to be the standard liberal solution, which is actually the fire is good because we made it woke. <laughs> um, but what what Mugga and Steven Pinker, by extension, are extent are suggesting is that don't worry. If everyone just writes a strongly worded letter to your local supermarket, it'll get kicked up the chain to um, Brazilian agribusiness, uh, and eventually they might slow it down. Can I talk to the fire's manager, please? <laughs> um, I'm just imagining like the the chain of command, which goes from like the manager of your local supermarket to Jair Bolsonaro somehow. <laughs> like, it's like two steps. It's like Tesco guy, up. Tesco regional manager, president of Brazil. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, that's that's so, look, the global conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, you just you guys just need to convince Tesco to wrap their Jamie Dodgers in like re- recyclable paper that says "Save the Amazon," and then we've got it yeah. right there. Do you? I assume that some of that. Do you makes know sense. what a Jamie Dodger is? It is. a sandwich? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is exactly. No, 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 well, no, no, no one has determinism. It it is two slices of like carb of bread with a filling. That's a sandwich. What is with? No, we're not talking what? about this on the podcast. But it's just a spread, right? I live in here, and I have no idea. There's nothing. There, there's nothing solid. Question. It's like you're spreading butter or something in there, right? Because I know the. I know that that island loves butter on stuff. But it's, it's jam. It's, it's, it's jam. It's jam. But like, you can have a jam sandwich. Sure, so you can have a peanut butter a sandwich. Why can't you have a jam sandwich? Why did you just call it a jammy yeah, dodger like, though? But it's a cookie. It comes in a packet. It's it's a sandwich of two cookies. Like in the same way that yeah. an Oreo is a sandwich. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. We're getting dis- we're getting distracted. We've got like a we're week get- to save the Amazon. Uh, we've got this dog shit idea for how to do it, and my response for my for the sake of my own mental health is: is an Oreo a sandwich? Yes. I have not been living yeah. in England for the last year like Nate has, so I've not gone native yet. So you know, there's some things I've you know watched a lot of Mr. Bean and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of Keeping Up appearances and Red Dwarf to prepare for this. So I'm going to have questions because most of my uh, knowledge of uh, British culture is based on. Uh, stuff that they played on public television back when I was ten years old. Yo, Mr. Bean okay, is a porn here. Folks, <laughs> I, have a, I have an earnest, I have an earnest question. Right, you know all the psychos who believe who believe in like the the all knowing Jewish conspiracy, right? Why are they not being like, yeah, sure. okay, we just need to phone up Mossad and they'll solve climate change because they are like the imaginary Mossad are the only people who actually have the necessary pull to sort this shit out. Like, I wish the Jewish conspiracy was true because we could literally. Find Phone up Mossad and be like, "Come on, do us one solid here and just sort this shit out." <laughs> well, if you if you manage to somehow rename it from uh, climate change to Palestinian rights, they would be all over it. 
Just burning Palestinian <laughs> rights into the rainforest. Palestinian rights are destroying the oceans, guys. We need to we need to do something about this. Unfortunately, all they would do is just go shoot people throwing rocks and be like, we did it. We saved the rainforest. The oceans have been tying rope to fence. <laughs> it's like, wow. Giant wow, the Israelis have requested kites. a lot more military aid to shoot the ocean. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I'm going to turn liberals in favor of this, of, of doing something about the Amazon, by just saying, you know who else likes burning down rainforest? Vladimir Putin. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was Putin. Putin set the fire, obviously. Yeah. They used it's to have rainforests Russian... in Russia, but Putin hates them, exactly. so he burned them all no, down. Classic strongman tactic. It's 8D chess. He's trying to make America weaker by restricting the oxygen supply so he can interfere in our democracy. And that's just so he can see his boyfriend, Donald Trump. Well, what he's doing is he's burning down the rainforest everywhere, Trump. and then they're going to keep... What's the what's the big forest they have in Russia? Then he's going to have all the oxygen. Mm, oh, damn. Oh, he's going to be President Scroob from Spaceballs. <laughs> Um, no, so domestic meat producers in Brazil are particularly wary since larger chains that sell their products in Brazil, such as Carrefour, Casino, Walmart, and others, are foreign-owned and in principle are committed to zero carbon standards. So that solved it. Th you know? That's like, oh, we could leverage international capital to fuck them like Venezuela, except we won't because we don't want to. And to be fair, yes, Walmart correct. is committed to, to zero carbon like because they would just you know, scrape their employees off the floor and throw them into a furnace. Like, there's not, like, well, instead yeah. of coal, we can just, you know, shove some of our lower-paid people into the furnace to keep it's, the place instead warm. Instead of coal, we have, we have our employee, coal. Right. What, what, if we could, we, what if we could use, instead of burning coal, we just use burning Walmarts from their solar panels? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're all on fire because they, bought, they did any business at all with Elon Musk. This is actually true. Francis, I don't know if you saw that story, but uh, legitimately... Walmart was like, let's lean forward and buy Tesla solar panels, and then a bunch of Walmarts caught on fire. Yes, yeah, seven because simultaneous Walmarts. <laughs> no, no, that's a conspiracy. That's the Clintons. Clintons did it. That sounds like a, sending that sounds a, like a Mars Volta song. Yeah. Seven simultaneous <laughs> Walmarts. Simultaneous Walmart fires on a big map and being like, it spells... Epstein alive in Serbia. <laughs> well, no, I, I just, I just like the idea that, like, the re the reason they all caught on fire was that Elon Musk single handedly pushed the software update to the solar panels to make them all smell like bacon as a as a joke. Oh, simply freaking Serbian, epic, my dude. Okay, Serbian war crimes pedophile, fucking um, <laughs> Jeffra Bam. Okay. <laughs> I can hear the wheels turning on that one. Okay, okay. I'm gonna get through Jeff this one. Co. I'm gonna get through I'm gonna get through this paragraph. I'm gonna get It's gotta be a Josh Co though. Shush. Shush you jokers. I'm getting through this paragraph. Um <laughs> Brazilian policymakers could face more pressure soon to uh to clamp down on, on rainforest clearing, given that Brazil's finance minister has promised he promised, he super swore, to phase out a whole wide range of subsidies to local producers. So businesses will soon need to turn to much more demanding international creditors for access to capital. And if they don't change their practices, their businesses will suffer. Uh-huh. So yeah. There you go. Uh, it's instead of just Damn. making them stop doing it, we have this like Rube Goldberg esque contraption of like pricing <laughs> subsidies in international capital, where like you push a button and then thirty years later, eventually the profits of one Brazilian like cattle ranching conglomerate go down by two percent. Yeah, it's 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 the Kamala Harris mm. college plan, right? Like, uh, it's gonna so it's gonna put out the fire in two percent of affected rainforest. If it got a Pell Grant and it opens a small business that operates in a minority-owned community for at least three years. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
Uh, so that's basically the liberal idea, which is don't worry. Everything's fine. You need to take no action. The markets will sort it out. Whiggism is alive and well in the mind of Steven Pinker. Yeah, I like I like how in here they they mention is like even the local people don't like Balsera. They don't like the obviously they don't like the fires uh, and they don't want to strip you know land away from the indigenous people. Uh, but, you know, all you have to do is put pressure on the government like he's literally a fascist. He's just going to do whatever he wants to do. I don't I don't understand how you're not watching what we do and seeing the exact same thing. Uh, I mean, Trump has absolutely well, I mean, no. The idea of a Brazilian finance minister, he made a promise. And so that means it's it's carved in stone. It's like he probably also made a promise saying, I promise not to steal. Let's know how that, like, we'll find out very soon how much that fucking holds up. Because <laughs> well, South I mean, American finance ministers always make good on their promises. Look, carving promises in it. stone, it worked well for Ed Miliband. Why wouldn't it work for the finance minister of Brazil? <laughs> Well, what they have to do is instead of carving it in stone, they just need to burn it into the rainforest and then we'll be good. <laughs> that's like instead you can see of skyrocketing, that's the next big bitch. method of, doing, of conveying <laughs> any message is just burning it into the fucking ruined Amazon. Um, yeah, that's Honestly, how, no, that like, is definitely how, burn, that's how we're reading the next article is it's just been no, inscribed. I- that's how Travis Scott is going to propose to the Kardashian that he's dating. He's going to burn the proposal into what's left of the land for the rainforest. No, okay. So Bolsonaro actually has another idea. So right, we have the liberal idea for how we're going to fight climate change, which is don't worry, people don't want to die, and so they're going to buy products from companies that aren't actively killing them. Wait, wait, wait. Is, is, is Bolsonaro's idea push-ups? Because I feel like uh, it would almost. be push-ups. Very close, Alex. Yes. Very close. Have you seen the video of him trying to do push-ups? It's the best thing. Uh, cut that in here, please. I will. <laughs> um, How can we cut no, a video to a okay, podcast? So. I presume it wasn't the audio that was audio. Funny. The audio, you fool. The audio is just a bunch of Portuguese he managed grunting. To do, like, like, awesome. in, like Let's cut it in. Hilarious Give me the manner. Portuguese course, grunting, baby. your favorite music. No, he literally, he's talking to some army guys and he's trying to act like he's tough. Right. And he's like, I bet you can't do 20 push-ups right now. And the guy's like, no, okay, he, fine. He, he, he does the push-ups. He heard Joe Biden. Yeah, he heard and, Joe Biden challenge him. And Jair Bolsonaro does half of a push-up and then just kind of limply pretends to do the other 19 with the most grimmest expression I've ever seen. It's amazing. <laughs> like, incredible. But here's his actual idea. Jair, uh, Jair Bolsonaro has responded to growing international condemnation over the fires sweeping through vast swaths of the Amazon rainforest. This is from Reuters. By announcing that the army is going to be sent in to tackle them. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, good. So... so we're going to shoot them. Well, shoot the fires. Gonna shoot yeah, a bunch that's... of indigenous people, I imagine. <laughs> oh, no. Look, it's their fault for being Wait, in the yeah. fire. Please, we prefer the term bandits. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Welcome to the acceptable polls of political belief about how we're gonna fight climate change. On the one hand, the leftmost, it seems, is don't worry, the market's gonna sort it out because we have no other big ideas that are gonna actually like control any of these industries. Or two, don't worry, we can shoot the fire. Well, yeah, yeah. and also I'm sure that there won't be ulterior motives here because I mean I think one of the things that's getting lost in here that that I th- is important to put out is that the the people setting the fires uh, are it's not just agribusiness it's people who are like like ranchers people who own yeah, land or people who want or people who want to who want to own the land that they're going to reclaim from the forest by burning it and some of the people who've been fighting the hardest to stop this process uh, illegal logging illegal ranching etc have been indigenous Brazilians yeah and, and, and fighting so, in an armed way too so like militarizing oh yeah, the whole red zone is just going to go so well 
Yeah, and one assumes that, that if they if they deploy the Brazilian military there, they're going to take the side of the the people who are trying to burn out natives, as opposed to the people who are who are trying to stop encroachment on their their land, basically on their their home territory. So it's it sounds like a fucking shit situation. Um, although it's not as insane as some of the things that I've seen out there, where people have been like, I've seen Western ostensibly liberal people be like the u.s army should declare war on brazil and invade brazil to overthrow <laughs> bolsonaro it's just like what's weird is it's it's the one it's the one time america won't do that yeah intervene not intervening in south america amazing i heard that actually jaya bolsonaro was going to deploy dick cheney to the front line because um he'll just like shoot a bunch of indigenous people and be like sorry i thought you were a fire <laughs> god damn it <laughs> Well, this is a very current reference, that Milo. Yeah, I love it. You could, uh, the more current, the more current reference would be that Joe Biden's going to go fight the fire by giving it a back rub. Yeah, he's going to creepily touch the forest canopy. Wait, hang on though. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, there will never stop being funny that Dick Cheney, while vice president of the United States, just like shot his friend in the head and then said he thought he was a deer. Like, well, what? He, nah, he was. He, he was aiming for Epstein. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, Dick Cheney's cue. Uh, no, no, no. Honestly, I'm sorry. It did stop being funny because in the same day, um, like Donald Trump was like, "Yo, we gotta get, we gotta get fucking everyone. Um, we gotta get everyone on ketamine. Anyway, I'm God." Like, sorry. <laughs> yes. Yes. Funny. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump did say that that basically he alluded to a new drug that'll stop veterans from having PTSD, which is apparently ketamine. Um. And also, he said he's the king of the Jews, and he's God. He's the chosen one. <laughs> he's having such a normal couple of days. Generally, what I say when I'm when I'm on ketamine too. <laughs> Riley's making techno noise because it's the thing he associates with ketamine. King, allegedly, king, allegedly. <laughs> fucking King Herod finally awakens just to be like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, so that's basically where where we are with the climate. Um, the world's gonna end. So we don't really know how to deal with it. And it seems the best people with any ability to deal with it, their best idea is somewhere between, um, don't worry, we'll vote with our dollar, and I, what if we shot it? Yeah, so, get, get blackpilled. Uh, start yeah. smoking again. Mm. Waste, yeah, start smoking. Um, you know, think about where you're going to get some fresh water. Think mm. about what you want to call your Wastelands Raider tribe. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, start your uh. smoking. I don't actually save my college, uh, my my daughter's college education in the future. I'm just like, well, I have a a good shotgun and about five boxes of shells to hand down to you, and you can own a part of the Mississippi as a water warrior that you will be in thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of uh, speaking of war, in fact, um, I have an, another article here because we're just having fun today. We're just going through some articles uh, because that's all we can really do. Um, by Rod Little, who for American listeners now. American listeners to our show know who Rod Little is. American listeners who are just coming to us through um, through Francis. Rod Little is basically a fundamentally unserious guy who looks kind of like Immortan Joe from Mad Max, but normal. It's like if you took a normal person, made him Immortan Joe, and then made him normal again, that's what kind of what Rod no, Little it's, looks it's, like. It's, it's Immortan Joe and like, James May off of Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's Immortan Immort- Im- James May. <laughs> Episode title, yeah. please. He looks he looks like a Brit. Like if if you showed me this picture and told me nothing about him, I'd be like, this is a man who's like steeped in being British. Like his, just mm. generations back, probably related to some inbred king somewhere along the lines. Like this is like this is total. You know, mm. we got soy face. This is Brit face right here. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Ro- 
Rod, Rod Little has hard uh, yes. Brit face and Brit anyway. brain too. Medieval, medieval so, well, British column columnist king, King Cantnut. <laughs> um, so Rod Little has recently written an article where it's like, look, also he's a fundamentally unserious person, but and like the he's just trying to make people mad by because like he's American a column that's all they exist yeah. for is trolling. That's one thing. So- one thing I, I realize, American columnists don't tend to write to try to piss you off. Like, Megan McArdle, like, seriously is trying to, like, explain her point of view. It's just her point of view is dog shit. A British columnists, a lot of them just write to try to piss people off. That's like Brendan O'Neill, Rod Little, uh, James Dellingpole, Giles Corn. Like, a lot of them actually just do this. So if you just go in, you're like, yeah, this fucking guy, fuck this guy. You're just doing what they want. But... I really think that it's more interesting to get into their psychology. Like, what does make these people tick? Piss. And so They're Rod Little... Pigs. They want <laughs> people it's mad all at piss. Them. Um, So Rod Little recently wrote an article um, where he was like, you know what? Um, a peaceful, easy life hasn't made us happy. Perhaps it's time to give war a chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sound the fucking air raid siren. It's dad war. That's right, yes. folks. The dads I'm want a so war. Happy. Oh, my God. This is like a Chris what Morris a, bit. Look, what a okay, truly the title. dog shit article. Look, like, I all, thought we had gone bad with the first one, but Jesus. The young men of Britain have gone soft, all right? And mm. y'all need to get in some trenches and get mustard gassed and have half of your body be paralyzed for the rest of your life. Through an exactly. incredibly insurmountable and unnecessary war, much like the boys did in Great War, uh, to be you know exactly. to, to be good again, and this is really all yeah, your own yeah. fault. And Rod Little understands that because he too looks like half of his face doesn't work. <laughs> we need to get the youth some Rod- dick pills, and by dick pills, I mean Vickers machine guns. <laughs> See, Rod Rod Little knows that. Um, you know, everyone's kind of... Rod Little's just kind of sad, and he's kind of bored, <laughs> and he's too old to play FPS. Like, he's too old to play games. Yeah. And so, all like, he has... Even grand it, strategy games would be better for yeah. him. Because he's clearly so, a man who understands the gravity of the, like, Austro-Hungarian threat. So, <laughs> basically, what you're saying is that instead of, instead of the youth needing to go to war to satisfy dad war fantasies, what we're actually saying is that dads need to become gamers. Yes. And that'll yes. solve the problem. Uh, so, here's the article. I was wondering idly recently if maybe it was time for us to have another war with someone. Tom Clancy's dad war. <laughs> I don't really care who, although I... I don't really care who, although I'd prefer if it were a war we might win, which removes only four or five countries out of the 197. But also Wait, not a what? high tech... He thinks that yeah, we would know. win a war against 192-ish of 197 countries? Yes. We, di- we didn't really win a war against Afghanistan, wh- whose chief export was opium, and whose second no, chief cheated. export was misogyny. No, they cheated, Alice. Oh, good. They did, they, did a, they did an insurgency. They didn't line up all their guys, and we line up all their guys, and then we fight like Civilization Six. Also, <laughs> they, did, they, they cheated. Also, they had Allah on their side, and that's just cheating. Yeah. The only way you yeah. can actually they, win... No, they were, they, Allah no, they had is like Al- the blue-eyes Al- white dragon. It's not really fair. Um, yeah. No, anyway, no, no, you no, 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 you're not right. Allah... Allah's an aimbot. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, and that is the only way the Taliban aim. If there's one thing we've learned, that is how they aim. (laughs) Um, uh, 
Yeah, no, fuck. What was I going to say? I was like, oh, yeah. No, the only way you can win a war in the in the sort of the Queensbury rules is that you line up all of your soldiers and they arm wrestle each other one by one. And then the losing team has to olive oil up while they get buggered by the winning team. That's just how it works. I knew this was going to turn sexual as soon as it had more than five guys involved. <laughs> Boarding school style. But the joke's on them because so, then they uh, receive the warrior characteristics of the winning side and then they become the warriors. an an entirely spartan view of war there yeah Yeah. when rod little says war increases social cohesion and integration that's i guess what he means um what he says (laughs) war increases social cohesion and integration (laughs) and and the population becomes less deranged and self-indulgent that's right not deranged during a war no, no. It, no, it's no, it's not deranged to love your country by murdering everyone near you. What is deranged is changing your gender. Oh, yeah, he literally you know thinks that we need to is- have a war so less people will be trans. <laughs> getting, getting your dick cut yes. off. <laughs> getting your dick blown off by a landmine woke. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was actually trying to, like, walk through Afghanistan squatting. <laughs> <laughs> the Taliban made me like, Loma. The Taliban made me trans. <laughs> <laughs> madness madness diminishes and people are less inclined to top themselves it also reduces personal what? dissatisfaction what? literally the amount of people that kill themselves in war to get away from that has this man read no history of any war or worse no, he just felt any it. bruce springsteen song like, like he just yeah. felt it <laughs> but like this is kind of the, this is the point i want to get towards right which is there is this really strong belief among like older white British Tory voters that seems to be really strong in the UK, but doesn't seem to be as strong in the US, which is that we're desperate just to fight a war. Come on, give us a war. We need to feel something. And I, 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 I know, don't like, understand why the global war on terror or whatever doesn't count for some reason. Because We've been out not of for 20 a, years. Not enough people are dying in that. Not enough people come back and, and can be heroic and everything. When's the last time a British soldier mm. died in the war on terror? Uh, exactly. You guys, need to got, you guys need to die more so that we can, <laughs> so that we can be proud of you again. You know, we can only... A proud England is a mostly dead England. I think a guy died in Syria, but he wasn't fighting with like the cool guys in the YPG, so it doesn't count either <laughs> from a leftist yeah, exactly. perspective. What, well, that's the thing. The They're thing like, like, you know, they want the young people to join up and you know to, to go fight in a war. Yeah, but you know, when Shamima Begum goes case. and joins ISIS, and suddenly that's not what they meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, you wanted a cause. <laughs> um, but also, I like this. It's like madness. Madness diminishes. So I think it's like this, what, what it seems to be, the thing that he's sort of dancing around is, and this is something I think what he really resembles as well, like this is not, the, this is a point of view that's relatively common, which is such bitter and acid disdain and hatred of everyone whose dick works better than him, that he just wants them all to be dead. Mm. And so they all oh, yes. be mad and piss in his mouth because he wrote a bad column. The problem that we run into <laughs> with this guy is that he doesn't understand that we're all fighting posting wars online. He's just not there. Like, jump into Twitter, man. Get uh, load up a whole folder on your phone with like pictures of the pig pooping on its own balls, pictures of Wolverine dropping the sheet with a giant dick behind it, and just fucking get in there and go to war. We've got plenty of war to go around. You're just mad that it's not the kind. <laughs> this is my. You're just mad that it's not the kind that fucking blows off your ankle and makes you come back and be like really sad about shit. 
This is my gif of Wolverine dropping a towel to reveal his huge dick. There are many like it, but this is mine. <laughs> Unloading a full clip of sorry, this ain't it, chief, into some poor sap. <laughs> I think that's actually how John Kerry got the Navy Cross. Yeah. So we now live we now live in a country where everyone is dissatisfied, which has little social cohesion, where integration is a dirty word, and a significant minority wishes to, wishes to dismantle everything that has given us a comparatively comfortable existence. Don't sign your tweets. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and, they're called the Tories. Yeah, well, no, but he's saying, oh, yes, momentum, like the young labor left and so on is like, oh, they want to, they just want a catastrophe. They want to rip it all down. They're just so guilty. It's, it's as though they... I think they're all solipsists, and that's why they'd be such good. That's why they think they would generally like be very well served if they just got a hobby. Yeah, well, you're right. Like, Any the, hobby. The, the whole thing about madness diminishing. Madness diminishing is just like my worldview is so fundamentally mad that when everyone else is insane with me, it seems congruent. It seems to make sense to me. But also, like you think of you think about like the. All of the images of like the U.S. in the 1940s were this this or the U.K. as well were a country pulling together to beat the odds. Like it's a satisfying story, but a com a country just kind of slowly grinding to a halt is like the last four quid are vacuumed up by you know a hedge fund or a a foreign pension fund or whatever, and there's just no money and no productivity left. Like as we just sort of wink out of existence. Like of of course he just wants he wants to feel something again. It's like it's like it's like a version of cutting but using a column. <laughs> we round up like Rod Liddle, fucking Brendan O'Neill, uh, James Dellingpole, the rest of the motherfuckers. We give them a bunch of Lee Enfield three hundred threes and a Bren gun between them, and we send them to sort out Jair Bolsonaro. <laughs> the dirty and we broadcast dozen. the whole thing live. Yeah. Yeah, the problem they, the they all want to they that. all want to go back in time and fight the Nazis again, and then you know you post is like, well, actually, there's like a Nazi rally coming over here, and it's like, well, the real Nazis are the ones who are telling them to suck their dick. <laughs> but like, also, yeah. I, they're, they're kind of right about the uninspiring modern nature of things, because like you can't imagine the Blitz spirit brought to you by Circo, right? But <laughs> <laughs> I think they're failing to appreciate that a lot of God the old, brought to you by G4S. Yeah, the old the old imperial stuff was brought to them by what we would now consider social democracy or whatever. Here's what I suggest: we we need to do a blitz for the online war, and just we need to do a whole bunch of posters that say "Keep calm and keep posting." Hmm. <laughs> awful, mm. just awful. Well, I mean, also uh, what I love about this stuff is that. I, I, I mean, you made the point, Milo, but if you read any recollection of what things were like here during the war, even if you weren't in the British military, but rather you just stayed in the United Kingdom, it fucking sucked. Like, it fucking, it was shit for everyone. Like, tens of thousands of people died in London from V2 rockets. Like, I, I just, I just don't understand. I mean, these people, when, when, there's, when there's a terrorist attack in the United Kingdom, even if it's not a particularly successful one, these people lose their minds as though, like, you know, like, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's the real-life version of London has fallen or some shit. But then it's like, oh, well, we should go back to this day, these halcyon days of yore, when, uh, as Milo has famously said, the, uh, the entire British military almost got, got annihilated and they were saved at the last minute by guys with fishing boats. Or tens of thousands of people were dying in their sleep because they're getting hit by fucking rockets shot at them from Belgium. Like... It's just it, it it it's blowing my mind, but well, I mean yeah. Well, the best the part about that is that like 
uh, the people don't talk about it because we have this idea of the Blitz Spirit or whatever. But like the air raid wardens and the ambulance guys who are digging people out of rubble from those rockets were notorious for like prying the rings off of fingers and stuff. Yeah, it's a good way to make some extra money. Exactly. But, exactly. But yeah, that's look, Britons. Yeah, they live on. Look, the wages are very low. They live on the tips. <laughs> <laughs> but like, look, here's the other thing, right? Um, like we we the fact is that this is a certain kind of British dad. That in, I think the point of this article, the reason I'm reading it today, is to remind you to never try to reason with these people. Never worry about trying to convince them of anything, because they have their story. And like just like we talked about with Eleanor a couple weeks ago, where most ideas of what's historically accurate for the medieval era are actually because they were just read Lord of the Rings and everyone's white, so they think that all people were white in the medieval era... These people have just read stories about how how sweeping Winston Churchill would have been and then convinced themselves that they would have been good friends with him and like, you know, done something heroic during the Blitz. And they're like, oh, if only I'd gotten the opportunity because all they know are the stories and they're just desperate for those for this fantasy world that never existed to come back. And so you're never going to be able to reach them. I have a real life example of this, actually. There was a Go for it. some rando on Twitter, the real posting war. Uh, yeah. was was talking to me about something about World War Two. Uh, they were taking offense to something I'd said or whatever. And they were like, well, you're not very educated. You should you should read um, Richard Overy. And I said quite reasonably, <laughs> I've or read Richard also Overy and I find uterus. it really reductive. Yeah, <laughs> and and he's and it just completely went past him. He just said, "Oh, well, you must not have read it then." I'm like, no, I just don't agree with it. But there's there's one narrative, and it's the big history book for dads, and we love it. Everybody, <laughs> everybody thinks that they would be the hero of the psalm, or they'd be the ones holding back the Nazis. And in reality, more than likely, if uh, most of these posting dads were in World War One or World War Two, they would be they would have some sort of weird death. Like, you know, crushed to death by uh, a fucking horse that got stabbed through the neck with a lance or something, or yeah. died of mustard no. gas, like most of them, or just, well, like, or I, just I, came I home and they, screamed they would for five be, years. They would be holding back the Nazis, but they would be doing it in the sense of like, bro, bro, he's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just resigned to the fact that if I lived in any period of history outside the last 30 years, I'd just have died shitting at like... 20 i mean so I, this I, is fine i just imagine all the people like now who who's like oh i'm gonna join the army and i'm gonna go and i'm gonna you know win 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 a bit win one for the for the for the team here and and do something yeah, it's the like the american sniper right no man you're gonna be jerking off in a porta shitter in 130 degree heat and you're gonna be bored <laughs> a lot you're gonna get yelled at a lot and you're not gonna be a hero but you're going to come back and all the fucking overweight moms of Walmart are going to fucking cheer for you. And that's going to give you, you a big head. But I know what you did because I did that too. And it was jerking off in a porter shitter in 130 degree heat. So literally when you said like, oh, you're going to have a weird death. It was like, that's what I was thinking. It's like the, the 1940s version of like, oh, I was trying to rub one out during a fucking mortar <laughs> attack. And I got, I, I, I got, I got hit by fucking white phosphorus mid nut. <laughs> truly the whitest phosphorus. Whoa, did I just come white phosphorus? Um, just imagine you getting preserved in the wanking position like that Pompeii guy. <laughs> in a there was one guy who got killed by an airdropped can of pineapples, if that counts for anything. <laughs> just imagine. Crazy. We want more of that. Digging me. Yeah, just slapstick death. Digging me Truly out of the rubble. a World War II no scope, if ever there was one. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I feel like if you die in a comical fashion, you should be able to, like, get an instant replay where you can see it in slow motion from a bunch of different <laughs> angles. So here's the final line. 
We have become soft and prone to frit at everything, perpetually discombobulated in our Pacific affluence and our ease to the extent that we would throw it all away. Uh, Rod Little is yes. the softest looking human being I've ever I was, seen. I was he looks say, like he's made of like, play He does not have one muscle. Every time I see Rod Little, it's like someone's playing a prank where they've taken an oyster out of its shell and they've given it a column and a fucking like a suit jacket and like a button up shirt that doesn't really fit. So he has to leave the top un- undone to look sexy, even though nothing's ever been further uh, you, from sexy. You know what he is? He's the, vid- he's the version of those Twitter videos of animals where someone quote tweets it and says, stop laughing. They only do this when they're very depressed. <laughs> Also, Nate, it's not cool to body shame Rod Little. We can make fun of the ideas, but please don't resort to ad hominems. Well, I mean, (laughs) instead of saying he's fat, I'm trying to say he looks like a mollusk without a shell, but just formless, formless, formless and plentiful. He has no edges, no borders. (laughs) He has no imagining. The inevitable, like, if you can think of it, this political view does exist on the internet. It's like the person who's like, Jabba the Hutt is Beachbody ready. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, Rod, David Vance and Rod Little are now two guys I just I want to see more of, you know what I mean? Yeah, just mm. molding the sort of chin notches together. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. give it to me. We I I want to I want I want to see that video. But yeah, anyway, so to conclude this article, it seems like there is a whole segment of British dad culture exemplified by Rod Little, but certainly not just him, uh, that sees all of the children trying to all of their children who are now, by the way, like 30, um, trying to like create a slightly better world for themselves and maybe take a little bit of control of, of the economy. And it's like, oh, fuck it. Blow it all up. Time for a war. But also, I'd say, too, something that I think is really important here just to bear in mind is that like what's happening in the Amazon, what's happening elsewhere in the world, what's happening with climate change makes it seem as though it's very likely that shit's going to get destabilized to the point that there is going to be another war. And when that happens, people like Rod Little are going to be, they will be the first ones in line to make sure their kids don't have to join the military. I was going to say, I will like, be impressed keep by- Keep them the fuck I'll out. I'll be impressed as soon as I see like Rod Little write an article that says, please take my boy so that he might die of trench foot in Syria. Yeah. Well, like yeah. Uh, Richard Kipling did that and his son got killed and it fucked him up for the rest of his life, which was not long. So, inshallah, but- but he still found time to oh, make yeah. all those anyway. delicious cakes, so that's good. <laughs> no ill will against whatever large sons that Rod Little has. If you are smart, you will run far, far away before your yeah. dad signs your you up to the British Army. Cold War blue balls. Look, so I've got one. I've got one more article. Just, just because I was really, I just, I was so feeling bad articles this week. Like <laughs> we had a, ser- like we've got a serious converse, a really good serious conversation with Kieran Yates coming up on Wednesday about like the race gap in AI. Like it's a really good convo. Yeah, contains no I- irony, no jokes, no niche references. No, not a single one. But no, it was that was like a, a good and, and interesting episode. I yeah, want this one to just pound my brain into dust. <laughs> and this last article, this last article is really, really excellent. Um, it is from, and this is actually as a salute to Francis. I decided to get a an article from hey, one salut. of your countrymen. Hey, salut! <laughs> <laughs> hey, paisan. Old school, baby. So For someone from the old country, from, from the other side. Well. Yes, this is someone from the old country on the other side, from the New York Post, the uh, number one Italian newspaper of New York. <laughs> El Nuevo York Posto. And it's by Rob Henderson, who I think is the American Brendan O'Neill. I've never heard of him before, but from this article, I think he might be. 
Are we are we are we ready to uh, hear the title? Because I'm so pleased with the title. Brandon O'Neillia Miglia. Luxury beliefs are now the latest status symbol for rich Americans. Luxury beliefs. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. I don't beliefs. even know what this means, but I love it already. <laughs> can you say? Can, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? Because I didn't. Dick. I didn't hear any. I didn't hear anything beyond luxury beliefs because my brain didn't get around luxury. that. Luxury beliefs are the latest status symbol for rich Americans. Okay. Uh, Tell me what this means. Yeah. Is luxury beliefs a new word for slaves? (laughs) (laughs) No, is it the Gwyneth Paltrow thing of like dehumidifying a vagina? Neither. It's neither of those. <laughs> that genuinely those. is a luxury my belief. to be as dry as possible. <laughs> Yo, my pussy too moist. Oh, my pussy it's to be arid. Like, it's like steaming your vagina. It's a thing. I swear, cis women can't be trusted with them. They have this whole thing where they call their vagina the yoni, and they want to put like jade eggs inside it and shit yeah, like that. You, you buy it from Gwyneth Mal- You buy it from Gwyneth Paltrow's fucking stupid website. Yes, it's my real. My ex girlfriend bought anyway. those eggs. Folks, I'm folks, not folks, joking. Folks. Why are they oh, naming? No, no, why no, are no, they no, naming folks. their vaginas a, after a Star a Wars character? <laughs> 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 my Bastila okay. Sham. I'm saying, my my, my damn girl. I can't wait to get home and put it in your admiral act bar. <laughs> no, it's gone. It's it's, it's 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 the Doug Sabalba, you know, the one who Jedi mind tricks don't work on. <laughs> it's pronounced Ahu, oh, please. Scum and villainy. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, when the pussy's most Isley. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that pussy was most Isley. Like moist Isley. Get the robots out of here. Stop we don't it. serve them. Stop it, all of you. God, I wish I just I wish I could hit a button on my computer and your computers all just sprayed you with some mist. <laughs> fucking kitties. Fuck me. Sierra mist. God damn it. I hate August. I fucking hate August when Milo it's, goes it's to Edinburgh. Hot girl summer. Oh yeah. And then and then all of a sudden it becomes hard to control the podcast. God, I fuck. Fucking, this is it's hot earth summer and we are living it up for the last It's hot it's hot house earth summer. It's uninhabitable earth summer. After I also just say one thing I meant to say earlier, which is, folks, you should see the women they're making now. They have vaginas. They're so dry. They're so dry. You could put your cigar right there. So I said to my it's humidor salesman, vagina. He, wanted, he wanted more than 20000 He wanted more than 20000 for the humidor. I said, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're gone. I Now I have a girlfriend. I keep my cigars right there. It's really more of a Clinton thing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, they're well, the same. They're both friends with Epstein. When they've got this a vagina that dry, how are you going to say no? <laughs> okay, okay. That's what I love about okay. girls who are high school age. <laughs> Is there a high school age and I'm the president? I keep getting older and their vaginas stay the same up. dryness. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, it's kind of <laughs> fucked up. They can't buy cigars, but they can they can transport them for sure. Okay, you say, hey, number one, Nate, your Clinton's like Michael you, Jackson. You were like number you were two, like Miss Daisy. <laughs> I'm still stuck on Star Wars pussy. I'm like approaching the pussy and the pussy like okay. it's an old. All right, everybody, sir, but everybody, out. let's all do our Bunta Vista impression and be very very calm so I can get through this article. A former classmate from Yale recently told me, quote, monogamy is kind of outdated and not good for society. So already he's like, by the way, I, w- I went to Yale. Yeah, and by so- the way, this girl was hissing on me, apparently. Mm. <laughs> so I asked her what her background is and if she planned to marry. She said she comes from an affluent family and works for a well-known technology company. And while she personally intends to have monogamous marriage, quickly added that marriage doesn't have to necessarily be for everyone. 
Okay. The article could this have is a normal ended conversation. there. Yeah. Yep. The article could have ended there, but when you're when you have um American Brendan O'Neill brain, uh, you have to turn this into a column, and the column is about mm. elitism. <laughs> She said uh, she was raised by a traditional family and planned on having the traditional family, but she maintained that traditional families are old fashioned and society should, quote, evolve beyond them. Okay. What could explain this? Uh, In the past, upper class. No, you could just say, yeah, she just thinks you should be able to sort of do what you want. Rob Henderson has some different ideas. In the past, upper class Americans used to display their social status with luxury goods. And In today the they do it. <laughs> in the past, they don't do it anymore. In the distant yeah. days of yore. <laughs> now, uh, upper class Americans display their wealth by the quality of the kids they molest. <laughs> what accent was that? Was that, that was that was more that was Bill, Bill Clinton, Clinton Michael Jackson. That was more Bill Clinton Michael Jackson than mine was. To be fair, both <laughs> of whom allegedly no, Michael Jackson is much more high pitched. That's <laughs> just pitch. I hate it when Michael Jackson goes down south and starts talking like this. Punta Vista. Be Punta Vista. Be like Punta Vista. Fuck. God come damn it. My, come to my ranch and have some of my gumbo while now, I, while now, I touch your little Now hiring. Now hiring. An entire podcast. An entire podcast. Apply to me to replace these fucking clowns. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Riley. Keep, keep going. Keep going. We'll, we'll just we'll blaze through it. We'll be professional. <laughs> We're blazing. We're blazing through. It's so hard to get parts for a monkey butler down in Baton Rouge. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 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 It's so hot. I'm sorry. It's sending me insane. (laughs) Yeah. is, 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 Is it weird that it's driving you insane with the heat in Scotland? Yeah. Ugh. Thanks, Global warming's Jair. gonna make every podcast yeah, really hard Jair to follow. What if Jair Bolsonaro wasn't trying to light the Amazon on fire, but instead he was trying to charge his Samsung Galaxy Tab? <laughs> 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 it was hard work keeping it together through all of that one. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, one example of a luxury belief is that all family structures are equal. Uh, there you go. That's the luxury belief. Is The luxury mm. belief is you should be able to, like, Delicious. you know... Be, if you want to be a single mother raising a, a child, you should be able to, like, get a sperm donor or adopt or whatever. And he's like, ah, you fucking elitist. Uh, One of them real taste the difference beliefs. <laughs> Tesco's finest belief. <laughs> this is not true. Evidence is clear that families with two married parents are the most beneficial for young children. And yet affluent, educated people raised by two married parents are more likely than others to believe that monogamy is outdated. Um, can anyone believe why maybe... Do you think maybe he might have turned the causation around on this a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's interesting. So a lot of these oh. traditional families seem kind of miserable from personal experience rather than just data in the abstract, huh? Yeah, interesting. And also, it's like, huh, I wonder, if you're experiencing grinding poverty, maybe it's more difficult to form sort of certain of these... Um, of these, let's say, traditional family no, structures? No, no, no materialism. This is no, purely no. a vice and virtue podcast. We don't take into account any societal factors ever. Because, because you know, wealth sing- is now only single... defined by what beliefs you have, not by any wealth you have, because that's like 100 years ago. Yeah, when I converted sing- to Islam, it put me up a tax bracket. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, um, that's jizya. Um, <laughs> no, so no, it's, uh... no, you pay the jizya oh, to me did somebody say in the form of streetwear. <laughs> 
Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Fucking stop. I'm going to get we the We need bottom. to get Milo like a shot collar for dogs, you know? <laughs> no, you're just trying to... Mi- Yo, Alice, I know what you're doing. You're trying to normalize it so then you get one. Yes. We just have to go. We just got to hope that the same company that makes the internet-connected door locks makes a dog collar that's <laughs> a little more reliable when it comes to internet connection. Right. So, but the other thing is that this 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 Henderson guy, he seems to be advancing the, the argument that... um. It is identical if someone at 18 has a kid that they that they don't intend to and then has to deal with it, and someone at like 40 adopts a like a, a tech company executive at the age of 40 who's already like wealthy adopts a child and then raises it in a family. These are the same because it is vice and virtue. It's nothing matters. The economy is just something abstract, and it's calculator Santa. It just is there to reward you for being good. It also weirds me out that this person's like. I had a conversation last week with a friend of mine. She's a dumbass, and she's all this dumb shit, and I'm going to make fun of her in my column, uh, by the way, because I'm really smart. I went to Yale, and I have no idea what left and right is. What is up? What is down? I don't know. Anyway, I went to Yale so where weird. the locks keep... are from, so don't fucking talk to me about shit. <laughs> yeah, it's one of these things where it's like, it's maybe Shelby this guy University. was born was born so rich that he just said, I don't know what happens. I just I just keep walking into places, tapping my card on this thing, and they just give me stuff. Yo, a Chubb University, there are two fraternities, the locks and the fish. <laughs> but also, I love the, like I said, because he's like, oh, in the past, it was material possessions. It's like, I know somebody who's taught at Yale as an adjunct and like has had students in his class who come in wearing like $50,000 watches. Like, Unless you're completely a moron going to a school like that, you'd know that actually rich people do all sorts of shit still. But this guy has to write a column for the New York Post, a famously sane newspaper. So he's got to own his female friend uh, Who instead I'm of- still convinced was hissing mm. on him. That's the only reason you ever bring up, oh, well, I don't really believe in monogamy, is when you're trying to have an affair with someone. And then he went, oh, well, what's your social background? And she shifted into, oh, this man is clearly insane. Never mind. She'd been talking about a tongue piercing before that. He was not catching on. If material yeah. wealth if material wealth is going to be a thing of the past to show my status symbol, I'm going to go ahead and change all of my Tinder profile pictures from pictures of me leaning against other people's Porsches to just my bio saying about how much I hate monogamy and uh, love to have sex with as many people as I can. Yeah, absolutely. Ver- uh, just get a copy of me just putting Aristotle, Nicomachean ethics onto a fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so here's, here's actually, here's the, so we have our mechanism of action, which is mostly people's like social outcomes, you could say, are determined by their material wealth. His outcome, here's his mechanism of action. Relaxed attitudes about marriage trickle down from the rich to the working class and the poor. Supply side monogamy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have this pet theory, right? That, um, uh-huh. you know how carbon dioxide causes cognitive impairment? And that's why you don't oh, notice yeah. when you're getting poisoned by it or whatever. I have this it's- pet theory that as the concentrations of it go up in the atmosphere, we're all just getting much fucking stupider, and thus the articles. Mm. So is this? I think that's why. Is the argument mm. here that that the guy who's writing this believes that believing in a monogamous marriage and relationship is now a luxury belief? Is that the luxury belief? Believing in a thing that yeah. used to be? Luxury- and it's not, it's not doing noblesse oblige. If, the, if, the, uh, if King Louis has a maîtresse en titre, then it's sending a bad example that will trickle down to the peasants and they'll start having affairs, meaning that they won't be able to harvest their corn, thus famine. <laughs> exactly. Like, it is 
If we're going to use the phrase, if we're going to use the phrase trickle down, then we might as well go ahead and start having the rich people do more fetishes that involve peeing on people so that that can move on down to the rest of us. How are they going to do more? They're already doing as many as they can. (laughs) I was also going to say saturation point, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. And also it's like, I'm actually willing to subscribe to this guy's theory because as you go up in echelons of wealth and stature in society, you get to have more niche, uh, fuck what, what was the name what was the expression he used luxury beliefs luxury beliefs and so as a result it's like when you hit the god tier you can fly your plane into international waters and fuck whomever you want it's, <laughs> that's the god. right you get that's what you that's yeah. the <laughs> flying your plane into international waters is just what the mh370 guy did <laughs> hey we shouldn't kink shame alice my fucking <laughs> my fucking luxury belief mm. is to not have debt but i guess that's just not sexy enough mm. oh no sorry no that's um you're not virtue signaling. Now you're doing envy politics. Oh, shit. So you've gone from subject. virtue signaling to envy politics. I'll turn myself into the re-education camp. On the subject of yeah, rich people pissing each other, can we have a brief digression on the greatest Vladimir Putin quote of all time when he was asked for a comment on the Trump P-tape conspiracy theory? And he just said, uh, Mr. Trump is a very successful theory. man. <laughs> well, you know, it's not, it's not legal fact, right? <laughs> He's like, uh, Mr. Trump is a very <laughs> successful man. I do not see why on a trip he would need to call upon the services of prostitutes. Although, of course, Russian prostitutes are the best prostitutes in the world. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a tourist plug there. So uh, good. They come are. to Russia um, anyway, <laughs> and come in. That's, that's very. That's a very. That's a very Borat um, attitude. Mm. But um, what I what, what, what he says here is that in the nineteen sixties. <laughs> no, stop it! You're you're, you're not going to keep quoting comedy from the early to mid two thousands on this <laughs> podcast, Milo. I won't fucking have it. In the 1960s, marriage rates between upper-class and lower-class Americans were nearly identical. But during that time, affluent Americans decided to loosen social norms and express skepticism about marriage and just, monogamy. Just on their Thereby, own, decided yeah. to loosen the norms. Like, you no, had I, a big I mean, dinner you, and you loosen the norms by one notch. I think what happens is that the triple parentheses were deleted out of this. Ah, I see. Ah. So they, affluent they Americans loosened the, norms. loosened the social. I'm not saying they were in there, but ah. it would make sense if they were in there. And then the copy editor was like, "No, sorry, the New York Post is not yet doing triple parentheses." It's <laughs> <laughs> the one standard we have left here. I, I was going to say, wh- who are the Jewish conspiracy theorists who also somehow believe that the Jews are like notoriously incredibly socially liberal? Like, who are those guys? Oh no no! Oh sorry. Just to explain, this is the great replacement theory, and what they believe is that the, is that Jews aren't socially liberal. They're spreading social liberalism among white people to weaken the stock of the race for purposes yes. unknown. It's, it's it's a lot like uh. the one um, film treatment I saw with the title uh, "Eagles Are Turning Dogs Into Horses," but it's Jews are using blacks to replace whites. That's literally yeah, the thing. Yeah, but surely so this horse is like this dog. Is- Horses are far more powerful animal than a dog. No, it's look, it's ba- you look, it's like rock paper scissors. All right. <laughs> um, dog okay, beats eagle. I have one more line. I have one more line to read from this luxury beliefs article because it's so stupid. I believe it's made us all dumber. Um, mm. Like diamond rings or designer clothes of old. Of you know, old, of old. Again. Yeah. Upper mm. upper class people don a luxury belief to separate themselves from the ignorant lower classes. These beliefs, in turn, produce real tangible consequences for disadvantaged people, further widening the divide. Unlike, say, material circumstances, <laughs> which don't produce tangible consequences. <laughs> it's oh. all about columns and Look, posting and when, Twitter when, and when, universities. 
when Gwyneth Paltrow steams her vagina, it just means one of her disadvantaged employees <laughs> has to re-moisten it by hand, and that is unfair. <laughs> but but I just, what, I what's just important is one day maybe even the lower class, oh, even the lower class Americans will have steamed yanis. Mm. Yeah. When Marie Antoinette came out on her balcony and said, "Let them do heroin." <laughs> in the future, in the future, the article concludes: expect the upper class to defame even more values, including the ones they hold dear in their quest to gain top dog status. Well, again, well, like, in the future, top dog they already status. did it. Plus, they already did it. They're already all pedophiles. We already want. Look, Eyes Wide Shut came out like twenty years ago, so we already know what the rich people are up to. And yeah, all it is is just becoming more and more. It's like I am. I don't get me wrong i am looking forward to like in 10 years when like you know bill clinton is fucking found fucking a horse or something like that and everybody's like we gotta fucking catch up i guess i mean he's fucking horses what do we gotta go he was the great communicator he's fucking it (laughs) he's he's living out here in 3019 i was about to call i was about to call uh bill clinton the great communicator then i realized that was the nickname for ronald reagan but then ronald reagan also said that quote that Mike Pence quoted about the best thing for the outside of, or the inside of a man is the outside of a horse which seems to suggest yeah. that he fucks horses so <laughs> Ronald, Reagan Ronald, Reagan, Ronald Reagan did not fuck dogs but he did fuck that ape he was in movies with <laughs> <laughs> he's dead I, I can't libel him and also it's true uh, okay, I've got. I ha- I think I have the one infuriating take that's going to bring this podcast to a close <laughs> the only way to defeat the globe-spanning upper-class pedophile conspiracy, wait for it, is to let climate change kill us all. Mm. Um, I fully, Technically true. I fully believe in scrubbing the earth of humanity and uh, just letting, I don't know, somebody else have a go. We'll let, instead of I, monkeys this time, maybe we'll let, I don't know, the dolphins or the spiders or something yeah, have humanity. Octopuses. Yeah, yeah, but that'd that'd be fun, sweet. I have a more contrarian take, which is worse. Yeah. We just, okay. we just... Find and release strategically a bunch of attractive children into the Amazon, and those fires will be out by nine a.m. tomorrow. I guarantee it. Or we'd kill a whole lot of rich pedophiles. Which either one? (laughs) Yeah, it's win-win. Oh my god! Just imagine, you know, like like one of Jeffrey Epstein's A-list guests with like a blowgun darkness (laughs) neck. Like I'm gonna win this game. I know I am. I'm sure it already happened. And the coroner's just like, damn, it seems like the Amazon wildfires knelt with force. <laughs> now they're all dead. <laughs> we are, uh, I didn't even know we, fires had a hyoid bone. <laughs> we are mm. running very short of time here. So it only falls to me to do the new- usual things I do at the end of the episode. It's one, thank you very much, Francis, for coming on. Where can people find you? Can you can find me on Twitter at ArmyStrang. If you like uh, lefty politics with a military slant you can, and you really want to hear Nate talk more, uh, you can come to our podcast, What a Hell of a Way to Die, and give to our Patreon, uh, in which we send out all kinds of goodies and bonus episodes. So you can find us on Patreon as well. Uh, that's linked in my bio. So give me, support the troops and give them, give dollars to me and Nate. And of course, you can also support our Patreon, which is also in the bio of this show. We got a really good at yeah. one coming out for you this week. With, Why aren't uh, you thanking Kieran us Yates. for our service? <laughs> We the, we the true the real troops. Anyway, um, when we I'm get super to five thousand dollars a late. month, we're gonna get Jaya Bolsonaro on and talk to him about like doing heroin and DMT at the same time. It's gonna be great. <laughs> oh yeah, challenge yo, yo, him to yo. do push-ups. When we get no, when we get to five thousand dollars a month, what we need to do is that channel all of it to companies that are at politely asking Brazilian ranchers to not burn down the rainforest. <laughs> I'm just gonna say this. Jair Bolsonaro was a captain in the Brazilian Army paratrooper, so the fact that he can only do one push-up. 
is uh, makes me feel a little bit less bad about my own physical condition. <laughs> so also I, a former I, paratrooper I will captain. I post the video and the replies to when we post this episode because it's incredible. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, that's uh, that's it for all of us uh, here at the Trash Future Times. So see you later.